Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 692 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. World Team Trials Wednesday edition. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by the two baby blue brothers, James Dean Raider and Ben Funky Askren. Ben Con from the wetlands of Wisconsin. Ben, what's going on, man? You know, somewhere out here in the Midwest or Oregon or, you know, with crops and, Hawaii. and ocean and whatnot and stuff. They used to call uh, it the ocean. They don't call it the ocean anymore. They don't call. They don't call it the ocean anymore. 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 Um, oh wow. Okay. So, hey Ben, I don't even know if you saw. It. You maybe have not seen this yet, but we dropped a, a Jordan Burrow seventy-nine kilogram flow film hype piece uh, last night. Um, Feel like new behind. stuff or what is it? It's brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. But is is it like you went out and filmed new things, or is it? Uh... A compilation of like stuff you've had filmed from old stuff. Uh, s- some of both, I would say. Some of both. Okay. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, it's only like fifteen minutes. It's worth a watch. Yeah. Dang, you have to keep me in in the closet over here. I, we didn't I, tell I, nobody. I, I didn't even tell JD. He didn't even what? know we had videos. Nope. He didn't even have any idea. So um, you're not the only one in the dark. Um, yeah. So please check that out. It'll be up. It's up everywhere. It's free, uh, free ninety nine. So check that out. I think you'll like it. It's gonna go up on the YouTube with the Soriano film and all those. So um, you guys really like the Soriano. So um, hopefully, hopefully, you like Burroughs too. This will be Burroughs tournament first tournament not at Nebraska too, but in Lincoln. At, in Lincoln. <laughs> it's in okay. It's in Lincoln, but he's not training at Nebraska. He left there what two months ago now. Yeah, uh, making his home in Philadelphia. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Well, I'm curious. Is like Slay? It's gonna it's gonna be weird for like yeah. Slay to be in this corner or whoever it is. It's yeah, instead of Manning Snyder because it's been Manning Snyder forever, and they're gonna be there. Like that's gonna be. I mean, the cool, the good thing is like it ended on like the best possible terms. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. was like the you know it's just time for him to move back if he's yeah. gonna go another quad. But um, yeah, it, that is sort of a strange thing, but. It we've kind of discussed this throughout, you know, the last as we you learn a little more about Kyle Dake and some of these elite wrestlers. Like, how much day to day coaching is is going on with some of these elite elite athletes, right? Like, even you with with your MMA career, like, how much were you running your workouts, or how much were you getting like real pointed like instruction on things? Yeah, I you know I think Jordan. Well, I so I think he helped like. 
say where the technique was going, but I do, I do think he hands off and he let uh, Manning and Snyder run a lot of his workouts and what he was going to do and, and let them make the plans. Um, I always, I, I, I guess I would be curious to hear all of the other opinions at the hell of a guys. I think from a technical standpoint, obviously there's very few people as good as they are. So they, they should have a lot of input, but also at the same time, it's really nice for an athlete to be able to step back and say, Hey, listen, I'm just going to show up at three o'clock today. I trust you put me through whatever you're going to put me through. I know you're going to get me where I need to go. Let's do this. Yeah, and Jordan had mentioned it's like it's more of a partnership um, in a previous interview talking about the, the, the Manning Snyder He talked about like, I know what my body needs and like that training, but I think like a lot of times it'd be like, okay, well, it's wrestling today, so then Manning and company would put him through a wrestling workout, but he, if he was like, I need to take it easy today, he kind of knew, okay, maybe I'm only drilling or I'm not going hard in the weight room or something like that. Yeah, like I wonder. All right, here's my thing. It's like, how much are or were a a Snyder and Manning or a Kale and Cunningham watching a David Taylor or a Jordan Burroughs match or a practice and saying, "Hey, right here, this is the thing we're working on. Work this move." Or is it, yeah. you know, just the 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 varying structure at the highest level is? I think that's really interesting to me because like college wrestling is a lot more. You know, as good as they are, we're putting college team, college kids on world teams and Olympic teams. Um, but it's just a lot more structured. It's it's a very traditional thing. Whereas yeah. when you have the professional athlete, it's it is different. And yeah, and just kind of like I mentioned earlier, from from a technical standpoint, these guys are so good. It's it's not like. It's not like it's to the point where they're going to make so many mistakes where, hey, you're just wrong on the technique. You really need to stop doing it that way. You need to do it this way. You know, that like yeah. that type of thing, I think would probably be rare. It might be. I mean, even with Keegan, when I work with this summer, hey, what do you think about this? Here's what here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing you giving me this possibility and this possibility. What are you thinking? You know, or what are you looking for? And then let's discuss it. You know, that, yeah. that type of thing is happening. Once they, once they get to that high level, because I, I also want to know what my athlete's thinking, and maybe they're ahead of the curve a little bit on me on something. Yeah, very very possible. It, it, uh, the high level stuff's really um, it's it's interesting to me, and yeah, I like it. I like thinking about it. So you know, yeah, you know what, uh, Keegan, I told him tip of the spear this uh, summer, uh, Christian. He didn't know what that meant. Tip of the spear. So what? Yeah. In, in what context were you using that for Keegan? Um. I mean, I don't, we don't have to go just about creating new technique and, and thinking about things. And I said, you know, you, you want to be ideally, you're going to be the guy that's on the tip of the spear pushing techniques forward. Yeah. And he's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, wait, you don't know what tip of the tip of the spear? Like, I mean, he's like, well, I can get, I can guess what it means, but he had never heard the terminology. Yeah. And you were certainly one of the tip tips of the spear for, uh, for scrambling in, in the United States. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you, do you think he could be the tip of the spear for some aspect? Yeah, of he is. He's you already, so? He already is. He's coming home this summer. He's doing some shit. I'm like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> really? Let me try that. Oh, yeah. There's this one thing he got. I did it to him three times, though, the next day. I said, what is that? Is good. What is that? He made he it like, up? Oh. It, it was, uh, it was um, a slight change from something we were already doing. It was something we already did, and then he kind of just changed it a little bit, you know? And... It's not something like I go teach him, uh, you know, a uh, middle school group or high school group. It's a really high level balance field type of thing. Yeah. And, but I saw him do it one time. I'm like, wait, what, what just happened there? Uh, tell me what you just did there. 
And then uh, he showed me. I got it on him twice the next day. All awesome. right, you got g- to give us a little more. Give I can't little... give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. Listen, what? What? No. Are people going to listen to it and then they're going to be? Do you really think this is that paranoia? No, no. You're no. You're no different. You're no different than Kale. It was from so no more. No more complaints. No more complaints okay. from you. It's, it's about from Underhook Clearing, and it's also like for me to. I I even struggle verbally. If someone verbally describes a tech to me, a technique to me, I struggle. I need someone. I need to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I would struggle to verbally. Describe we have two it. wrestling geniuses here. We'll be able to yeah. process it and synthesize it appropriately. It's but. really good, though. Anyways, all right, under so, clearing. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> keep your secrets, secret keeper Ben. Ben's no different than all these other people, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Good stuff there, and yeah, I guess we were talking about Jordan being coached by Slay, Coach Slay, we would assume, um, another Olympic champion. I would be shocked if it was Slay and Manning or Snyder. That would shock me. Really? Why? Because I think it's... um... He's like, this is my new home now. Well, uh, Well, Are they always going to be in his corner? I mean, because if if you're Slay, then you're kind of really... I mean, Slay... If if your coach slay in that situation, it's like all right. Well, these are his actual coaches. They've been his coaches since no. But now slay should slay's been his coach for two months now. Plus, they obviously have a pre existing relationship. I mean, he should be comfortable in that relationship, and you know, and say, hey, if these guys step in the corner, I mean, because otherwise, who's the second going to be? Um, I don't know who else. Is, Roger Reina. I don't know. Roger Reina. Okay. Um, who did, did they have any other staff staff there? Like is BJ Futrell still involved? I know he's. I'm, oh yeah, didn't, he definitely didn't he's, he get some. He's on some pen, staff. Oh yeah, that's right. He's on the Penn staff, not the Pennsylvania RTC staff, I believe. It could be both. It could be a double dip. I always, I, yeah, I always find that so funny because for the majority of programs, uh, I mean, how many programs actually have totally separate? Not the RTC coach is not involved. In the college stuff, the answer is not a lot. Like it's very, very small number. Well, p- the Pennsylvania RTC would be a, an example of that. With yes, Coach Slay, Slay would be yeah. one. Um, but even even Nittany Lion, like who's Nittany Lion's coach that doesn't also coach for Penn State? That well, I would have said Eric Thompson. Um, they have so many people around though. Like Mark, Mark McKnight's involved. Um, He's M two, but you can't think Mark McKnight's okay. overruling Kale or Cody or Casey. Well, of course not. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously they're not in in charge, but you know yeah. they are coaches. Uh, I so would how say many, how many programs have someone who's actually in charge? I feel like Arizona Roger State Price, does. Arizona State and Price mm-hmm. Slay. Probably Roger Price says Slay. Here's your guys. Do your thing. I trust you. I mean, Dennis is the Hawkeye Wrestling Club head coach, but you know, I've heard probably. they don't even run a separate practice. I've not heard that. I'm, That's what I'm, I mean. They certainly used to. Um, Okay. They, they, yeah, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, how they? I've heard they, it's a freestyle. They how can they do a folk style practice? They're not going to have. Uh, well, that's what I like, heard. I heard they made a lot of guys. So they might have like. So here's what I had. they ever in the room at the same time. They might have a couple freestyle guys over here doing some freestyle technique, and then they wrestle live, and they might pull a few college guys or whatever to go wrestle with the college guys. But from my understanding, and I, I, I could be wrong, uh, although I believe my sources to be good. They said that there was not like, hey, at 1.30 p.m., this is the freestyle practice. We're going to go all freestyle until 3, and then 3 o'clock, the college practice is going to start. That, that's what I heard. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, 
I know they run, they definitely do like separate workouts, privates or whatever, more individually yeah. focused stuff. But maybe they are, there is something, maybe they have everyone in the room at the same time. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Speaking of which, Iron Man and Lugo pulled out of World Team Trials. So that, that, that was, that brings 65 down to six yeah. competitors. So no, no Hawkeye Wrestling Club at the World Team Trials. That's wild, huh? I think that's wild. They had, so wild. They had one guy at the Olympic trials, Sammy Brooks, and yeah. he did not win a match. And then nobody in this one, it is. It's weird to see. Why do you think they're doing that? Well, I don't know why Lugo wouldn't. I, with Ironman, with, with, anytime you don't see an Iowa guy enter like a trials, I, I just assume it's for the – because they're, they're, they're focused on, on the D1 aspect, right? Which you know they're student athletes. That's that should probably be their focus. So they prioritize that, and then yeah. So, but, but for Lugo, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I, I have to assume there's an injury there because what else would he be doing? He's yeah. he's, he's a post postgraduate um, wrestler. Yeah, wrestler. So this is his job. So I I assumed he would be competing, and he be man. It's a it's a thin field. So you Lugo is someone who really impressed us the last year. Yeah. Um, in spite of him not qualifying for Olympic trials, he had some really, really nice moments. So mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to see him pull yeah, out. I, I have to assume it's an injury. Well, when you look at the field, too, Christian, um, he's beaten Pletcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would think he'd be the favorite right now over Heil and Pohlmeyer. For sure. Um, I, he was beating Henderson and then got rolled up, I believe. Yes. He was so just, it looked positive. like he was going to attack him. Right, and then he got was it stepped over, or I don't recall how the match ended exactly, but he got beat there. I think he there. was stepped over. Okay, so um, I mean, top three is U.S. national team, which comes with a handful of benefits. So yeah, you think if he was healthy and, and able, he would definitely wrestle because there's a, there's a pretty solid chance he's taking top three at this event. But For sure. isn't isn't national team the sixty five top three at from Olympic trials? Oh, that's a good point. No, uh, why, why wouldn't they go to the next one? Because all these guys who are bumped up, they're not going to include them still, right? Oh, I mean, what? So you're only on the net? I mean, I think probably so because if you are like, so Jordan Oliver, well, we've never had on the national team before. anymore, right? Unless uh, he remakes it, it feels like he's got to. They got to make it again. But again, it's like you're on the national team. It's kind of like a year long thing, typically. Usually, you know <laughs> this year it's only like four months. What is it? Three months. months on, <laughs> three months on the national team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in July, August. They have four months. Four months. Okay, that's a good. That's a good point by by Young James. Um, I don't know. I wasn't saying that like I know. I'm. You said it like you knew. Maybe you could do a double national team because of the extenuating circumstances. Yeah, get to go to as twice as many world team camps. Double the camps. I mean. They pay for your camps. They pay for some of your travel, and mm-hmm. and you get a uh, not a good stipend, uh, a bad stipend, but it's a stipend nonetheless. Um, if you're on the national team, so there's benefits to being on the national team for sure. You can get your stipend in Bitcoin. I'm told. <laughs> I don't think so. And didn't yeah. some country just approve it as a national currency? Yeah, it's, it is now the is legal tender in El Salvador as of yesterday. El Salvador. Yes, wow. and I think we have Panama. El Salvador and... leads the way. Wow. Absolutely. Tip of the spear. Yeah. They, they, they know what they they're are, doing. They absolutely are the tip of the spear. 
What was the other country? Was it Venezuela? Venezuela needs to because their currency is inflating at like ten thousand percent per year. Like you do there not want any inflation currency. Venezuela. So, okay, Google it. Venezuela currency. Venezuela inflation. Let's see. They had a four hundred and thirty-eight percent average from two thousand and seventeen. Four hundred thirty-eight percent, Christian. That means if you a hundred dollars right now, it's worth like twenty dollars next year. That's what's up. You want some Bitcoin, bro? <laughs> I Dude, don't know, man. Really you this is kind of a wild ride the last uh, week and a half. Ooh. Maybe it's wild. Up and then down. It's like, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about this. Okay. I... Go ahead, buddy. I said a cup of coffee in Venezuela costs one million bolivars. That seems expensive. That sounds expensive. One fifth the monthly minimum wage for a cup of coffee. Monthly, monthly, it's bad. Venezuela is really well. Maybe good maybe there's just a coffee shortage. You haven't looked at all factors. Stop. <laughs> okay, so uh, pre-seeds are dropping. We've got Greco. We've got women's freestyle pre-seeds. Don't know when we'll see men's. Um, I would assume it's got to be today. Let's go. Got it. Well, they did two yesterday, so you would think, you know. If they do a Thursday news dump, Christian, I'm, I'm going to flip out. Oh, man. They might do that just to spite you. <laughs> you, you talk all this trash on the stipend, now, now I'll look at you. Pre-seedless. Oh, Say at 10 a.m. Central time. And you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after the show. That happens so much. Um, Thursday news dump. But that's okay. Uh, I think we're. I have a prediction that we will have something very, very great to talk about on tomorrow's show. What? Uh, Are you keeping secrets from me again? <laughs> you did go in on Ben for keeping secrets. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, you're, until you teach me and guys... Caleb Ke- Keegan O'Toole secret technique, I I just. <laughs> I'll show Caleb when I'm in Austin in two weeks. I'll show Caleb. Caleb will not hit when I have the ability to hit it yet. It's. He's just, it's just not going to be there for him. It's not okay. going to be a capability. All right. Well, then just show him a go behind, and then uh, we'll call it good. You got that. You got that. Okay. Sweet. All right. Nice. Um, okay. So why don't we get into some of these uh, women's freestyle weights because a few of them have piqued my interest for sure. Um, well, which one are you most interested in? 53 looks uh, downright diabolical. I mean – yeah, 53 is the deepest. Uh, 55 is interesting also, I think. Uh, and then what, 62 is the only Olympic weight that's still being contested, right? With Kay- so Kayla Miracle won this one, um, but she did not get a medal, so they got to compete again. Well, 53, Jakara's uh, uh, weight um, yes. is, can, is uh, being contested as well. But yeah. she's going up. So for me... 53 with Ronna Heaton, Dom Parrish, Lampy, Hedrick, um, Amy Fernstein, Aaron Golston, Emily Shilson, Elena Martinez. Very, very, very tough weight. Ronna was on fire at trials. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, would we. You she's the one seed. Would you consider her the favorite, JD? Think so, right? I guess. I mean, the run she went on would seem like. Uh, JD has to do all his research now. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back and look. Everyone should be at trials. It was a run. Yeah. It was very impressive. 62 is interesting just because Miracle and Velty, um, they've they've kind of gone back and forth for, for a little little bit. Good rivalry there. Grace Figueroa. 
Yeah, the other one that's exciting is obviously 72 because you have the two young younger women, Kyla Walker and Kennedy Blades. Um, I, wow. I think it's pretty obvious at this point one of them is going to make the team. Um, probably everyone, you know, they, they did wrestle this year. Kennedy won. But I think everyone's really excited to see how – I don't know if you want to say both of them or Kennedy will do at the World Championships because there's really high hopes and she's super young. Kylie Walker loves wrestling everywhere. She's yeah. doing who's number one, too, a week later after this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, I think I think Kennedy versus Kylie is, is, is an amazing matchup, but I have a hard time picking anyone on earth to beat Kennedy at 72. Unless, like, Tamira yeah. decided she wanted to bump up or something. Uh, I, I think she's – I think it's going to prove out between this weekend and then a month later in Oslo that she, she is the queen. You think she's going to win the world title? Absolutely. You're calling the world champ. Really? I called, I called it I called it weeks ago. She's going to win it all. Dang, Christian. I, no. They do not have. It's not that absurd of a. I I don't even that much of a reach. Yeah, I don't think it's a reach. I well, think it's it's going to happen. But she hasn't competed at the senior. So is it. I'm I'm not saying she's not the favorite, and I'm not an expert on women seventy two kilograms. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, she has not competed at the senior level, to my knowledge. And so for well, you guys saying, it's she made the trials finals. Uh, sorry, internationally. Yeah. So like I don't know who Japan's bringing to the table. I don't know who Japan's woman but... will be good. She's a world medalist. Yeah. Okay. She'll be the main, and, I think, obstacle. I mean, yeah. Kennedy's and is Japan even really bringing a good team? I mean, no, that's, that's one the one they, they are bringing because she did not okay. make the Olympic team. She, yeah, I, I think Kennedy. I don't. I, I think we'll look back in some years and be like. I don't know if we've ever seen a wrestler like Kennedy Blades at, at this level. I think she's okay. going to be. I think she's going to have that level of. So like, Helen has probably one of the best examples of like really really elite athleticism with technique, and then I think Kennedy is going to take like both of those to another level. Like her physicality is just like. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really special, and um, I think her mind. I think she's just she is just like the total package as a as a wrestler, and I think we're gonna see her inner rarefied air very soon, and including this weekend and beyond. So very excited for that, and can't wait to to watch her scrap. And you know what? It's like Kylie Welker's r- right there. Clearly, I think she is a senior world medal threat if she gets on this team, but. I don't think she's going to get on the team because Kennedy's there. Um, For sure. So very, very exciting stuff, though. Um, I'm pretty pumped. Forrest Malinari back in the mix. Uh, She looks to be a pretty big favorite at her weight, class 65. Emma Bruntil, Julia Salata, um, Ashley. So Rada Heaton got the win over uh, Dom Parrish. Um, She was losing early, came back, got a lead, and then pinned her. Uh, with two seconds left at the Olympic trials this year. Um, she pinned Catherine Shy too. That's right. Shy. She pinned, but Catherine Shy is not in, she's not in this bracket. But then um, Alyssa Lampy was at the different weight class, correct? I didn't, I don't know. Okay. Ben loves to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she was at 50. Well, yeah, I couldn't find her for a second because sometimes these track brackets don't scroll down far enough, but I found her. Got it. Okay, moving on. Do we want to talk? Let's talk. We could talk 65 briefly. Uh, There's only six guys. So 
you know, not in a large bracket. It's so it is so weird. It's really strange. I mean, it's not. I remember one time, Junior World bracket, ninety-seven kilograms or ninety-six, whichever it was, in twenty fourteen. It was just like Kyle Snyder and Nate Roeder. And I was like, you know I what? Know I get that. it. It's <laughs> like, all right, you know what? I, that makes sense. It's like, you know, you're a junior level guy. It's Kyle Snyder. It's like, well, really? Am I going to go to Madison? Um, no. But this is like, this is for our world team. And well, a big, a big contributor to this is how many people went up to 70. You had J.O. and you had yeah. um, Zane. Zane go up. You had Nick Lee not enter at all. Which, which That's weird to me. I mean, anytime they're in college, you, they're in college. It's not weird to me. Yeah, it makes it makes really the, the yes. Then the, okay, the, but Christian, if you were a number six or seven guy and you don't want to train freestyle into October, I get it. But Nick Lee would very likely be the number one seed at this bracket. He would be the guy to make the world team. And when we talk about pinnacle of wrestling achievement in America, making a senior level world team is. It's bigger than an NCAA title. And yes. he's already won an NCAA title. Making a senior world team is like as high up there as it gets as far as United States wrestling accomplishments. And he would be the number one seed right now. Yeah, he would be the two. McKenna, McKenna would be the one. McKenna made the, oh, yeah, tra- the Olympic finals. But so that means a Yanni semi and then McKenna in the finals in likelihood. I But, but these guys are... Yes, I agree with you, Ben, but it happens all the time, so it is not surprising. It happens anymore. all the time. It's And the coaches... They're, they're... Wait, time out. No, time, time out. Hold on. How does it happen all the time? Because this is, when else have we had a world trials in September? Well, it happens. Like U23 trials, junior trials, like stuff like that. Oh. Like, no, guys... Who cares about U23s compared to the senior team? I mean, it's a it's a legit international experience. For, if you're an athlete with international aspirations, making and uh, meddling at U23s is a really good indicator. You're probably going to be pretty good. It's just good reps at the close to the senior level. I, I, I don't disagree. It's it's prestigious to make the junior world team, but or sorry, that junior, uh, U23, but when you compare U23 world team compared to senior level world team. Correct. Of course. I don't I'm, feel like they're in the same stratosphere. Oh, I don't either. I don't disagree at all. Okay. It's, a, it's an absolute pinnacle of our sport event which U- u23s is not it's a it's a high level event to be in but um yeah so um yeah but the the college coaches i mean you you do see it all the time they'll be like no you're not gonna do this or they you know they collaborate and they reach the conclusion or maybe the guy's like man i don't want to do school and be international over travel international travel and all this stuff it's like you know let me do my last year and then i'll be doing this forever right but sure but this is kind of like the perfect year to do it because you're back by october and ncas yeah. are in march this year uh so it seemed like there's time but also the international field will be down slightly yeah but like aaron That's brooks too. isn't here uh but not that his weight's being contested but like he he'd be interesting at 92 i wouldn't mind seeing him but um yeah a lot of a lot of, I mean, Oklahoma State, they, they're sending Dayton. But a lot, a lot of the power teams are not sending. Where's Keegan O'Toole? Enter him at 79. Yeah. Or 70. Uh, I think, I, I'm think i pretty sure if 74 would have been on the table, he probably would have entered. I don't know that he could make 70. Big boy. <laughs> Keegan been eating. That's great. Um, yes. All right. So, yeah, it is disappointing. But, okay, we're actually going to talk about this weight now. For real. This time, it's for, for real. real. 
65, Yanni McKenna, Pletcher, Hendo, Heil, Pohlmeyer. I call him Hank. So, we can kind of fast forward a little bit. I don't see anyone stopping Yanni yeah. or Joey in this. Yes. So, mm -hmm. how much do you expect their previous meeting, which was which is a really one-sided beating by Yanni, how much of that do you think is reality in, in their rivalry moving forward, Ben? Um... Man, so what the rivalry overall, I would say definitely skews towards Yanni. That McKenna has gotten some wins. Um, I was man, I I know McKenna beat Green, and that's a that's a suck down James Green. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. But then obviously he beat Zane, which I did not see that coming. Like there was, I don't think a lot of people saw it coming, and so he really impressed me. Um, yeah, I man, obviously I'm le I'm leaning Yanni here, but Joey McKenna has continued to get better um, since the time he left college, and you know, obviously with everyone moving to seventy, he's going to be contending for this team probably in the whole next cycle. So my thing with with Yanni and and Joey is what what is what is it about Joey that's made life difficult for Yanni? Well, his position is great; he doesn't make yeah. mistakes, and Yanni yeah. has a hard time generating offense. Well, if you mm -hmm. watch their, their match from this summer, Yanni is just, there's no elaborate drag, crazy setups here. He's just diving in, getting in deep, and finishing. And he did it like three or four times. Yeah. So part of me it wondered, like, okay, well, if Yanni can do that, it's kind of game over because Yanni's a really reliable yes. finisher. And Joey, as good as he is defensively, he's not a guy who's going to, like, out-scramble you when you're in on his leg. It's going to be a yeah. problem. So if Joey cannot shut him down from a head hands perspective, it's going to be a, a long, a long match for him, a long two match series. Agreed. But I'm also wondering, like, well, okay. On the one hand, that happened, and Yanni got in on his legs a lot of times and just finished, no problem, and was getting feet to back and all kinds of craziness. But then again, it's like. Well, was that the best Joey? Was there just an off day for Joey? Things unraveled, and then he just got a, got beaten down. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to sort of process those things. But the bottom line is, if Yanni can just – if he's able to generate that kind of offense, it's it, there's almost no chance for, for Joey to win because you've well, so got I, to be able to rely on your best thing. Yeah, and I, I would say that that would be the case um, just kind of like overall for Yanni, as good as he is – um, I would still say sometimes he's lacked a, a reliable offense. And so if he can put a reliable offense to go with everything else that he does, it's not just going to be uh, Joey McKenna has an issue beating him. It's going to be pretty much everyone in the world because he's, he's gone with um, – he's gone with everywhere. He's beat Bajrang before. He's beat Musakayev. I mean, he's beat good guys at the world level. And I would say a lot of that is without a really solid, reliable offense. Like you wouldn't say that is one of his strengths. So if he can keep developing that – that's going to go a long way, not just against Joey McKenna, but against everybody. Completely agree. Yanni, um, so I I don't know. It's like a, for Yanni's arc, how much better is he going to get at his age, right? Because he's still young in his yes. college career. Um, but and and add, to, add to that, Christian, that, I mean, a guy like Kyle Dake and David Taylor continue to get better way after their college career. Absolutely. They yeah. did. 
And Yanni is, I mean, if he's just someone who's pretty obsessed with this, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can see him continuing to progress. But I feel like McKenna, for if I'm Joey, take that match, throw it out, back to the drawing, you know, kind of back to what you do. And really, you've had months only really having to focus on, well, maybe not months, because you didn't know who was going to register. But at this point, for a couple of weeks, you know it's just Yanni. It's just Yanni you really have to be super yes. geared up for. And while that's never something that's said out loud, you kind of also know it's like, I'm going to get, get on the world team. I'm going to have to beat Yanni. So, yes. you know, I, I, I'm going to say on this occasion, Joey is not going to get his doors blown off. It's not going to be that kind of thing. I think if we're going to get back to the old rivalry, it's tough for him to score. Maybe Yanni gets in more. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to pick Joey to win two out of three. But yes. I, I do think it's going to look a little bit more similar to the previous rivalry. But if we see Yanni do what he did to him again, I'm, I am super bullish on Yanni for a world medal, too. Because if you can do that to Joey, yeah. you can do it consistently in addition to his other wins, in addition to like the, what we know about the field, uh, I think Yanni could be the one that, that ends the drought, for sure. End this drought, Yanni. Let's do this. Dude, what if he did? I mean, we gotta, be, I mean, it's got to end sometime. It's got to be done at some point. It's bullcrap. Do you know how uh, – I, I don't know if you've ever had a parade, Ben. I would imagine it, there, at some point there's been a parade in your honor. I feel like we should throw a parade in Yanni's honor if he ends the streak. <laughs> of where, 60, where are we going to throw it Let's throw it for anyone. I mean, if Hank Pohlmeyer ends the streak, I'll throw Hank Pohlmeyer a parade. I don't care. Bajing, so. <laughs> we got to throw a parade. Flowers. We'll th- oh, flowers. We'll throw everything. We'll shower him. Um, what, what, what do you think? Are, are you in on this idea? We'll go back to Rochester, New York, or wherever Hank Pohlmeyer's from. Go to their hometown. We'll get a Braxton Amos Drive situation, a, a Yanni D Drive. Um, we yeah. can do it all. Let's do it big. Let's do it big. This is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a holiday. It is a USA Wrestling holiday. <laughs> If we if we break this streak, oh, uh, you're funny. Okay, yeah, I'm not man. being funny. I want to throw a parade. Funny. This is what I want to do. Um, I have goals and aspirations. One of them is throw a parade in honor of a 65 kilogram hero. <laughs> Are there other? It's funny we talk about 65 so much. Have we ever meddled at 61? Oh yeah, Joe, Joe Cologne. Cologne. Joe Cologne did. He ended the drought of a brand new weight class in like two years. Meanwhile, um, 65. Yeah, I was thinking like with 65 and maybe not to get off topic if you want to tell me, hey, let's just keep going on the world team trials. But like coming up behind Yanni, there's not anyone like you saw David Taylor coming. You saw at the end of his career, you saw Jordan Burroughs coming. You saw Kyle Dick coming. You saw these guys coming along. Um, is there anyone else at 65? Uh, like, is it is it Nick Lee? Is Nick Lee going to be the guy? Uh, is it going to be him and uh, Yanni? Is it going to be Jaden Ironman? Like, you know, who's it going to be long term? I you got to figure Nick's in that mix. Um, I, I'm curious. Does Zane come back down? Zane, I mean, man, I feel like once you go up, there's no coming back. Like once you go up and your body gets bigger, the the coming back down is going to be not impossible, but it's going to be really hard. Mm, perhaps, perhaps I don't know. Uh, who else could? Who is? Are there any like kind of big thirty threes even that could grow into? Oh, I know a name. This is a little uh, long. This is a long term play, but uh, Jesse Mendez. Jesse Mendez. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's she, a long term play, bro. So hey, you asked long term. J- Shane Van yeah. Ness, long term. Man, I feel like that's. Uh, I don't want to say too early to start 
um, crowning them. But... I'm not. They're not crowned. If you're trying to look, I'm just trying to look out. Um, yeah, so I'm, here's, I guess here's kind of what I was thinking. Like at 65, we've had this weight class where we haven't had a medal since 2006, and we've had, you know, from Brett Metcalf, Jordan Oliver, Aaron Pico. We've had these guys who were like they were the guys. You know, mm-hmm. they were one of the best college wrestlers. I was Pico, the best. You, yeah, you, I don't know, high school wrestler, and we've had all these guys, and now like this next wave. And Yanni's obviously been one of those guys, as was Jo and Zane, but now they're moving out of the weight class. So now the the only one left there is Yanni, and we still haven't got a medal in the last fifteen years. So like, you know, looking forward, who is it that's going to come in here and get a medal for us? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I I, I think one, I do think. I think someone in this crop can do it for sure. I don't think we're yeah. that far off, even though we haven't done it in 15 years. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking like if you look at the 141 landscape, you think that would be the the bring. I mean, Austin O'Connor probably too, probably definitely too big for 65 because I, I think he's pretty good. Sammy Sasso too big. I'm just trying to look look at the collegiate ranks, and I don't know if they have the they don't have it. Like I actually think Austin would be kind of an interesting matchup for for Yanni. Um, if they were to wrestle, but he's going up, so probably won't ever see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you literally do have to look at these high school guys. Maybe it's Bo Bassett. You know, he's a <laughs> nine-year-old, nine-year-old Bo Bassett <laughs> going to come in. Uh, him. And uh, in twenty twenty, yeah, call it twenty-six. He's gonna he's gonna end the streak. If nothing I mean, else, I mean, it is it is really kind of funny to think about. But like, when Olympic cycles last so long, it's like. Say by 2028, Keegan, who we think of as someone who's young, like he's kind of going to be – by 2028, he's an old guy. That's only two more cycles. By 2028, he's going to be yeah. 27 to 28 years old. I, I mean, that's actually probably prime age, but it's definitely not young. No. So no, certainly not. The guys that are young in in 2028 is <laughs> literally going to be like – they're like 13 and 14-year-olds right now. Well, it's, it's crazy when you think about – you know, Gable is just like tweeting about Taha Aqua at the 2016 Olympics. Yeah, like, oh, it'd be amazing to wrestle him, and then he wrestles him at the next Olympics. Like, they're, yeah. they're, so people that are just not on the radar—not that Gable wasn't on the radar, but he wasn't on the senior level radar at that point. We just knew it was coming. So that's that's basically like Jesse. That's like Shane yeah. Van Ness. That's actually yeah. older than Shane Van Ness. So yeah, that's kind of that how you have to think Gable... about it. Had not competed at the junior level yet, even correct. Twenty sixteen, he was still cadet age group. I think that might be right. No, he but might, he wrestled up. He wrestled up, even though he was cadet eligible. In twenty sixteen, yeah, yes, okay, because he's about that life. Yeah, uh, so, so still cadet eligible, crazy. Yeah, I think Gable's still cadet eligible. It's just uh, he's very young. <laughs> twenty sixteen, he wrestled cadets. Twenty seventeen was when he was still cadet eligible, but wrestled juniors. Okay, so 16, wow. he was a cadet world champion. In the next Olympic cycle, he won. So that's crazy. Who are... Do, Bo Bassett, cadet Bo, world champion. Bo Bassett! How many other cadet, men's freestyle cadet world champions do we have? Uh, Meyer Shapiro. Meyer. Meyer! He's going to be too big. No way he's 65. Yeah, you're right. Exactly right. He is big. He's going out of that for sure. Yeah. McGowan, cadet world champion. Too small. Too small. You think he won't grow up? Just Rogan is probably going to be too small. McGowan could keep growing. But, but to, to keep growing, I mean, well, I don't know. How old is he? He's he gonna, will be a he's still wrestling. At, he's still wrestling at 113, though. I, it, no, he's wrestling at 120. The Just Rogan? Yeah, I guess it is. Well, maybe. 
I find it unlikely he'll. I see him as a lightweight, not a not a middle sixty five. I mean, who knows? Who knows how people will grow? Okay, that was sixty five. We almost talked about it. Um, almost. Nope, anyone we taking that through? We got to go to seventy nine though. Oh my gosh! Are you sure you want to talk about this weight? We're gonna run out of time. Uh, Listen, is, I, I think this is my favorite weight class. Uh, same. Wait, we, wait. We already talked about it. We skipped it yesterday. We need to talk about ninety two. Is what I meant. Did we talk about it? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it in terms no, of we talked about everything at seventy nine. We you did it all. Little, yeah, we did it all. Listen. So apparently, uh, g- grain of salt here. Grain uh, of salt. But 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 PD three. You owe me money on this one. On what? Nothing's even happened He's yet. Wait. He's making weight. I that is that I don't know if you think weigh-ins happen four days before the event now, but uh they don't. Also but also he has to wrestle. But also it sounds like I'm gonna lose the match. I forget what did we bet? I don't know what we bet JD. I, I don't, don't, don't remember. We're gonna have to go check. We the bet tape. something. I bet that he I bet that he was gonna make seventy nine and wrestle, and Christian bet he was gonna do MMA before he made seventy nine and wrestle. It's okay. probably like a billion push If he if he fights me before the thing starts, is that technically his MMA debut? No. And then okay. Not sanctioned. Not sanctioned. Okay. Not sanctioned. What if I sanction yeah. it? Oh, for God's uh, sake. I guess I don't well, have that Tell authority. us the rumor. Tell us the rumor that you heard. So he wants to fight at 170, apparently. Oh, so that's why he's going down. So that's why he's going down. This is like a test run. Um mm. at 170. Well, I mean, Weigh-ins and fighting are literally like 36 hours before, so your ability to cut weight is greatly enhanced. Sorry, cut weight and recover is greatly enhanced from uh, college and international competition. I didn't realize. He, I figured he would be a middle, like a 185 would be like a good weight, but he's – that's a long you know, way. I, Pat Downey also, is big. I also would have guessed 185 would probably be a better weight class because um, he looks a little bit bigger than me. I could go a little bit lower than 170 if I had to, but not not like I could never go down to 155. Um, so yeah, I guess so, we'll, see. we'll see this weekend if he makes weight. If he makes weight, um, dude, if he rests, I mean, these Matt, if these seats, Pat Downey versus Jason Nolf, I mean, that I'm so in on that. That's fine. I mean, that's <laughs> a crazy match. That's a crazy match. I mean, I've been dismissive for for I think good reason, but yep. you know what? It still it still could happen. Um, Pat Downey, he can make his second world team. You know, you just never know. Uh, so we talked mm-hmm. about seventy nine. It is someone did ask what our favorite weights were, and I I am between seventy. I, it is seventy nine for me. Really, yeah, seventy nine. I think 61 so. One for me. Yeah, 60. this is gonna be so fun. It's just like there's the Burroughs factor, and it's just like it's not. I don't have to wait all day to watch Jordan wrestle like normally. I get to watch <laughs> it the whole day. It's just like. For two days, I get to watch Jordan wrestle in all likelihood, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fun matchups here, and there's a lot of intrigue because there's a lot of things we have not seen happen before that we are now going to see happen. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm fixing JD's. JD's having a, a charger issue, so I'm going to help him out. Uh-oh. Um, help him out. I'm helping him. Helping him, brother. Okay, 92. Uh, I feel like... This one is not that fun because when I look at this field, I think it's a race for second place. I still don't feel like any of these guys can challenge Dean <laughs> Cox. Um, obviously, you know, Nate Moore and Colin Jackson. Nate, Nate Moore. 
uh, and Colin Jackson. That's funny. <laughs> Nate Jackson and Colin Moore have been wrestling both really well. The bell. Um, Nate Moore, Hawkeye, Hawkeye legend. I don't see. I was City West. There, there was a Nate Moore that wrestled for Purdue also in my era at 197, I think. I don't yeah. know a Colin Jackson, though, unfortunately. Um, but I don't feel like any of the 86s, so Miles, Trent, or Drew – uh, can really challenge those bigger guys. Sometimes in some of the other weight classes, I feel like the guys that are coming up will do fine. In this one, I don't know why, but I feel like they're really going to struggle. The guys who are not permanent 92s now, like so Nate Jackson was, uh, he was a 79 at one point in time, but Sheesh. he's been up at 92 for a while. I feel like, you know, size-wise he's fine, but I don't know why I feel like Miles, Trent, and Drew are just a little bit smaller and will struggle size-wise. Yeah, and... um Mike Mike Mock is interesting at ninety two as well, but I, I I'm with you. I think Colin Moore kind of solidified himself as a bona fide number two in this weight class. Yeah. And that, now Nate is emerging, right? He he just continues to improve. He yes. dominated Kyvan, um, which I did not expect, and yeah. he beat Miles Martin at Olympic trials, which he had never. Uh, I don't think he ever beat. Miles. Miles yeah. always gave him fits in freestyle. Yes. So this guy, for not not that he's old, but you know, to the the arc he has in his career is really impressive. So yes, but it's getting a lot better. It's tough to say to put him in the all right. You're passing Colin Moore. You're in that Jaden Cox conversation now. I, I can't I can't quite go there. I am down with him as the. A number three here. Kyvan will have his say because yes. Kyvan went 92. That was certainly uh, the lowest he'd wrestled since he won uh, uh, NCAAs against against uh, Kyle Snyder. So that's yeah. really, that's light for him. Now he's getting it. He had a rep of it. So is he going to be better this second time? I don't know. Does that does something like that get easier the more you do it? Because it's not like he did it. It's not like NCAA's season where, okay, I made it for the first time, and then the next week I make it again, and by the by a month in, or you know, a couple yeah. months in, I'm feeling good. How does this sort of, uh, okay, I made it a couple months ago, and now I'm making it again. How does that vary, Ben? Uh, I mean, I don't, I I don't see the way this being an issue for him. I, maybe I'm delusional here. I just, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Man, I do. Really? I mean, yeah. Kyvin okay. is big. He's big. Just yeah. had a he had a he had a tough cut to make 197. Um I I tell hmm. this story if you listen to FRL you'd be like, "Okay." But I remember Cliff Keen 20 It was a year I think ago. I was there that year. He was running forever. Ever. No one was forever. there for hours and he was there running and working yeah. out and running and working out. It was just like me, Bader, Tony Rotundo, Kyvin, and like some another Iowa State person. I was like, yeah. I was like, this dude is just like doing. And then the next morning, he beat he beat Kyle, and then he won the thing. I was like, this dude is ridiculous. So yeah, I, it, it's a ser serious weight cut because he had made it that morning. So how big could this? There's also the potential that I mean, and likely by now he's more mature. He's got his weight more under control. Uh, he is obviously a big person, but like there's other guys like say Jaden Cox who had a lot of trouble making yeah. 97, then went all the way down to 86, um, you know, and now seems to, and he's spoken about it. Everybody had be his, his way is much more under control. He's much more disciplined with it. Yeah. Um, I kind of think Kyvin by this point in his career has the weight under control. Um, and I just, and not that it's not going to be hard. I'm not saying that. I think 
he will make it in a fashion that's not going to be like not like a James Green at sixty five, right? Where we well, know yeah. it's, it, James Green makes sixty five. He's not the same guy. I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like James making sixty five was never in question, and Kyvin making ninety two is not a question in my mind. It's not about the discipline. It's about how is your body going to react, and I just don't know that it's going to react well to ninety two. That's my yeah. that's my overarching thought. Yeah. Um, okay. So, go ahead. No, I was say yeah. I think um, even if he does make the weight, I still like the. I like the top three of Jaden, Colin, Nate. I like that top three. Yes, I do too. So uh, the potential quarters: Jaden Cox versus Drew Foster, um, Kyvin Gadsden versus Mike Mock, Nate Jackson versus Miles Martin, and Colin Moore versus Trent Hydley. A match I am not sure I ever anticipated seeing. <laughs> but here we right. are. I, I mean, I, w- I won't put that in the Nolf versus Pat Downey class, but um, it's it's not a match I w- would have anticipated to to observe. So, um, and what of those four looks is the most interesting to you? Oh, I'm going to say Colin Moore versus Trent Hydley because I yeah. – I, yeah, who thought we were ever going to see that? that that's Trent, mine. Trent might punch his face. So that would be that'd be something. Uh, yeah, I think it's that. I kind of sign me up for for Nate versus Miles again. I think that that could be. I, I like to see Miles' response. Match. Miles uh, now now it's like the you know it's the what's the Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club versus NJRTC. They had this. They have their fissure now or whatever. So now a yeah. little little rivalry there. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing that match. Okay. That's 92. Anyone taking anyone other than Jaden Michael to Bory Cox? No. So Colin gave Jaden really tough match back in the day, 197 days. They had a 6-4 match. Jaden kind of got tired at the end. Um, Jaden's always been super respectful of Colin, really likes his style. So I think, I think this is an interesting, interesting match. Um, maybe a little more interesting than people will give it credit for. And Jaden kind of has a tendency to not let guys hang around, hang around, but like second period, it could be one Oh, two Oh for sure. Go, you know, going into that second period. So don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Colin maybe not get a takedown, but at least be within the margins in the second period. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's definitely reasonable. That seems to always happen in Jaden matches that, they are probably closer than they could be if you really wanted them to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when he was talking about the whole uh, Wrath of God thing, I was kind of excited. But now, uh, you know, we didn't see it in the last couple of tournaments, so I don't think we're going to see it now. You don't think we'll see the Wrath of God? I was hoping. I was hoping it was going to happen, but we didn't see it, so I'm not going to What do you, what do you think the tornadoes over the wetlands are? I think that's the Wrath of God. That that would be what Jaden Cox is going to bring. Tornadoes over the wetlands, so you're in a lot of trouble. In Nevada. Okay. <laughs> um, heavyweight, man. I This is not the weight I'm most excited about, but it it, it might have the match I'm most excited about. The really? Quiz, of all matches. Up, it's up there. This series. The fact that we'll get a two okay. out of three. Because we sort of had uh, – Two ma- we had the two matches at RTC Cup. We had the crazy first yes. match where Mason jumped out to an early lead and then Gwiz tacked him. And then they had the second match, which was really exciting too, that Mason won after 
Gwiz wrestled everyone under the sun. Gwiz, yeah. Gwiz wrestled Gable there too, right? Yep. I mean, my goodness gracious. So I'm excited to see this one um, again. And I don't – I think I may be falling into a trap, a Mason Paris trap here. I think I'm ready to just like I'm – sp- I'm reading Pantaleo's tweets. I'm remembering the RTC Cup. I'm getting all gassed up for Mason Paris. He's young. Look at the improvements, da 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 and then I'm, I'm sort of like forgetting like Nick Wisdowski is like a pro's pro. He knows what he's pros, doing. Pros. He, he understands. He was able to – I'm sure he was able to process everything that happened to him at the RTC Cup, and now he's going to have a different game plan. Now, Mason's physicality and just his, his improvement in offense may be un, uh, game planable a la – game planable. That is a word. It is a word. Is really? I'm googling it. Absolutely not, Ben. In sarcasm filter, cut cut your sarcasm filter on. Um, he's in airplane mode right now. Ah, right, so I'm worried. I'm getting caught into a Mason Paris trap here, and I'm getting I'm a little too too high on the young buck. When especially, I don't know how two of the three favors or helps Mason. I think it helps. Man, um, well, if you ain't gonna lead the Mason Paris. Bandwagon, I'm gonna lead it. The, those matches were ten months ago. Uh, if you think about the say ten months before that or ten months before that, the amount of improvement Mason Paris has made is totally insane. I like this was Nick Wazdowski a lot, um, but Mason Paris, he's gonna go get us a world medal. Call it right now. And ungame planable is such a bad word; it's not even searchable by Google. Google <laughs> says there's no great matches for your search. That's how bad of a word that is. There's no great matches. That's why it's un ungame planable. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I'm so right in this quiz. Ooh, he said it. I alluded. I, what are you doing? I Christian? had a week. I had a. I alluded to it, and then, but JD, I don't think it's that out there. He did better than him there. at Olympic trials. It's not out there. It's not out not there. Out but there. I think. I think conventional. I think. Joe wrestling fan right now takes in all the all the information and I bet 70% of people would probably pick Mason in this matchup. Yeah. You think? Quiz so. just made yeah. Olympic trials finals. I know. Mason Pierce lost to Kirkfleet But pe- people's lasting memory is, is Gable just partying and just like making yeah. him look look yes. you know pedestrian which is something we've basically never seen with Quiz. But you know for me, it was the Zare loss was really the most concerning thing for me. It's not that he lost to Zare; that Zare beats a lot of guys. It's just, I think how he lost is what. It's too bad they didn't do a second place wrestle back at the Olympic Trials. I mean, USA Wrestling does it at every Podunk Youth Tournament. The fact that they can't do it at the Olympic Trials—that's that's discerning. Yeah, but it's like I'm the finals joking. is I, the I, climax. I'm, I'm, Can you imagine I, losing? I, I'm, I'm totally joking. I hate the second place wrestle backs. <laughs> That was that was my sarcasm. Although, I can't like, stand the if you think about it, oh, okay. I wanted to eliminate it. It could be important for like an Olympic alternate, but well, so they actually do them. If if someone is sitting out in the finals, then that becomes the three four, which determines yes. the world team member. So they actually do have that, but no, they do it at like all the national regionals and all the Tour of America events. I love a and national I regional. My guys, don't don't wrestle in it. It's stupid. We don't participate in uh, second place wrestling back. When they're not for uh, advancement, it's wow. stupid. Ben's, Ben's made his stand. Don't even try to it's, get it's him. The, it's so dumb. 
I guess it sounds like you got a lot of third place uh, trophies at AWA then. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't steal my kids' medals or trophies. They would keep them for themselves. But so we try to do more winning in the finals than second placing. Okay, I, I am predicting a replica Jake Varner Kyle Snyder Olympic Trials version here, okay. where the seasoned vet, the savvy, um, scrappy veteran. Gets match one, but then matches two and three. Too much energy, too much strength, too much focus, too much energy. And um, Mason Paris gets it done in three over Nick Wisdowski. Yeah. That's what I see. I, I love two out of three. I, I, I hope we see a couple go three. What's better than that? What's better than that? All right, it's tough to say. Okay. It is nine twelve. Do we want to do this uh, this bit, or do we want to go to questions? Wait, some what good bit? questions in here? The the one thirty three bit. Questions. Oh yeah, let's do that real quick. All right, let's, let's do, do the bit real quick. We'll do the bit. Okay, it. so we're doing the best thirty three the past ten years to never win one thirty three. We took out Dayton Fix because he has like three years of eligibility left. Um, yeah, it would stand a reason he'll probably win one, and uh, you know we can talk about it if he doesn't. So here's the list. Proud. Virginian, Virginia Tech Hokie, Christian Berg I'm Blue. I'm so annoyed with you because you have so many Berg, Blue Demon. on this list, Christian. And I think the answer is actually relatively obvious, but you're just going to go off. Three-time VHSL state champion. Couldn't win it for Tony Gravely, an Appalachian State, and an MMA fighter actually beat Devin Carter. People forget that. But Devin Carter's on this list. Andrew Hochstrasser, Stefan Michich, AJ Shop, Joe Colon. This is filthy. Tyler Graff. Chris Dardanes, Tariq Wilson. Uh, I'll read them all, I guess. BJ Futrell, Scott Sintez, Andrew Long, Cade Brock is the answer. Austin DeSanto, Luke Pletcher, Mickey Philippi. It's between Cade and Devin Carter, obviously. Now it's just a matter of who wins that match. <laughs> I think it's obvious. So I think there's three guys who's, who are far and away, and it's all because they've had success at the next level, which we're considering, and that's Tyler Graff, Joe Colon, and Stevan Michich. I thought we weren't considering Me- that. Yeah, no, man. I thought we did last time. No, we did not. We said in their college, at their college best. Yeah, like who these people? It's like, man, I can't believe you didn't win that time. Um, well, I so, mean, I would probably still say that about all three of those guys because Savan Micic obviously didn't. He probably could have competed this year and again next year. Did chose not to compete. Was the number one seed at the Olympics while still having eligibility. Um, Joe Colon pinned uh, Tony Ramos the year that Ramos won. That Telegraph run was dirty. I forget who all he beat. So dirty, dude. He beat. Yeah. Listen, beat Shop, didn't he? Yeah, he beat. He beat. Um, and he beat Graf in the duel. So the the answer really, um, I I joke, and the answer is Devin Carter. But the other answer <laughs> is Joe Colon, in my opinion, because I think when you look at his just collegiate career, you look at that just 2013-2014 Joe Colon. He was the runaway, not runaway, he was the consensus number one guy at 133 going into NCAAs. He was undefeated. He had beaten Tony. He had beaten Graf. And I believe he had beaten Shop that year. We could probably look it up. And he lost, lost I think he got tilted by Graf in the semis. And and then Graf lost to Ramos. So I, I like to look at who did I think was going to win NCAs and didn't. I think that's a really that's an interesting way to to look at it. It's not like who over the course of years accumulated the most stats. 
It's like, no, best to never win is the guy who was at their apex, the highest level that we expected to win and just didn't get it done that day. I think it's probably Joe Cologne. But hold on. So Stevan Micic was a – he was the number one seed, right, um, in 20 – oh, my gosh, what year is this? 2019, he was the number one seed. He – or is it 2020? Am I getting the years wrong? I don't know. Probably. Anyways, he still had eligibility this year. I mean, the chances he would have won this year, I could see him beating RBY for sure. Um, and then he would still have eligibility next year. And we consider that 2019-133 bracket to be one of the best brackets have ever put together. So true. I think not putting him on this he lost really good. Really, man, I w- listen, I wasn't picking Stevon to win that bracket. Yeah, but that's because that bracket was absurd. That bracket was absurd. So I, I'm going to go. Here's my list. I'm going Stevon Micic. Stop. Joe Cologne, Tyler Graff. That's what well, I'm doing. Can't stop me. You're forgetting Andrew Long. Andrew Long is better than Tyler Graff. Boo. He never he, he he the finals Tyler at Graf. 125, but he never he was older. Tyler Graff was a finals, freshman. Yeah, Although, he made the finals. Long was a sophomore. Yes, we didn't even get to see peak Andrew Long, for the record. Man, we never will get to see it. Because he didn't have a discipline <laughs> to do the right things on a regular basis. That's a, that's a true fact. All right, listen, let, let me let me give you the also, we I didn't get to see. We, only got to see Joe, we didn't get to see Joe Clone for the full time because he went JUCO. Wait a second. All right, hold on. I may have breaking news. I think Joe Clone lost to Giant to Julius at, at CKLV. I probably commentated that match. It just happens sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, twelve six. He lost to. Okay, so all right, maybe this changes things. But then, all right, listen to this. What's listen, the Joe Clone experience. He beat. He beat Tyler Graff. I'm talking about talking about Joe Clone. Telegraph. Yeah. Um, Tech Fold Mark Gray, not Mike Gray. Beat AJ Shop 3-0. Beat Telegraph again 6-3. Oh my gosh. Pin Slade, Tony Ramos. Mm-hmm. Um, fire that year. Beat Cody Brewer. This is all this is the same year, guys. Um, then at NCAAs, right he beat AJ Shop again at NCAAs. And then beat David Thorne, lost to Graf 6-4. Crazy so, match. Yeah. And the, the other thing is some of these guys you're not considering is they had their highest level of success at different weight classes. Is Devin Carter eventually bumped up to 41. Yeah. Hawkstrash and went all the way to 49. Andrew Long, like you mentioned, was in the finals at 125, never in the finals at 133. And he got third. Luke Luke Fletcher. To he lost to Hawkstrasser. Yeah. Pletcher Listen. obviously was better at 141. Hawkstrasser is, is was super good. I I don't. He was, good. he was never someone I would pick to win win at all. But he beat he beat he beat Andrew Long is off the island. I you don't get to say what he might have done that year. Yeah. He lost to a guy on this list disqualified. Once again, Andrew Long disqualified. You could also say that about Joe Colony lost to Telegraph. You could, <laughs> but if had he not already beat him twice. Uh, which, Johnny which he DeJulius. Did. He did did he beat Johnny DeJulius? Johnny DeJulius <laughs> was so on fire at CKLV. He was he was in JDJ he pinned Cody Brewer there in the final. He lost to the Shazer there one year. Yeah, I know he got dumped. JDJ yeah. just had such He's a specific style that I feel like he, he never evolved his style enough to continue having success. And once people kind of figured him out, then he was it was not as good for him the next time. Counterpoint, he was too far ahead of his time. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, 
I'll say, man, I, I still think that version of Joe Colon was probably the best guy. And none of these guys won. They all lost. So. What do you hate Stevan Micic for? Uh, I don't hate him at all. I just don't think, I mean. If so I, what do you think about my arguments? Well, him. your argument is that he didn't win a really good weight, which doesn't. And, uh, no, that wasn't my only argument. My other argument was he would have still had years of, like, this year he had eligibility, yeah. chose to compete in freestyle, was the number one seed at the Olympics, big tournament there, uh, would still have eligibility next year. 2020, uh, what was, I'm going to wrestle stat. What was his damn record in 2020 also? Or, no, he was Olympic redshirting, so he had eligibility that year also. I know, but here's what I'm not doing. I'm not. This is no different than the Andrew Long thing that I'm pointing out. No, I'm what not, ifs. I'm not going to say, oh, what the what oh he would have done, what he would have done, right? Stevon Mitchell's wrestles that. You go to Stevon Mitchell's wrestles that. It spans eight years. He's How got, is that even possible? I mean, he may have three presidential administrations in, uh, that he's wrestled under. During okay, so he had a red shirt year. 2015. He's on. I'm pretty Olympic sure he's undefeated. Olympic redshirt year in. So he was 17 and three in 2015. Olympic redshirt year the next year. Then he wrestles and takes fourth. Then he wrestles and takes second. Then he wrestles and takes third. Then he has an Olympic redshirt year. Then he has another Olympic redshirt year. And then it would be this year would be his eighth year in college. He would have he would have successfully completed. No man, I can't believe any man has ever done this. This man has competed. Four Olympic uh, redshirt seasons while in college. Four? No. Yeah, 2015, 2016. Wait, that's oh, a redshirt. Just four redshirts. Redshirts, redshirt years. He has four redshirts. There's no way anyone's ever done that. Four redshirts, three Olympic. That's that's a world record. All you have to do is just start a global pandemic. Get the Olympics delayed. Yep. Yeah. So he has he has a second, uh, a fourth, a second, and a third. Man, and, and the, yeah, the 2019 year, obviously, his only loss was to Nick Suriano. Um, in, in 2018, obviously, he lost to Seth Gross in the finals. Um, had a bunch of other good wins that year. Who's his other loss? His other uh, he lost to, oh, when he That's fell DeSanto. apart against DeSanto in the wrestlebacks. Yeah. Well, they said he shouldn't have even been wrestling then. That's what. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Coach format was so, saying. So, I mean, mm. wow. That's, uh, I, I really see it hard. So, I mean, if he chooses to wrestle another year, he'll have a fourth, a second, a third, and um, TBD, I guess, on his last year. But, you know, he definitely could have, he would have been in contention to win both of the last two years also. Potentially. It's him, guys. It's him. Man, I can't believe you're you're so certain. I, I really think. On man, that list, it's him. I think in a, in a freestyle match or a folk style match, I think Joe Cologne. I th- I think he's just, just I think he's probably better. Then again, so if you look at best wins, Devon does have the win over Nick Soriano, which is yes. pretty pretty freaking notable. Um, but maybe the best win is Sebastian the Rivera. Well, come on, he made one twenty five and bumped up. I mean that I'm not going to count that. Okay, wasn't that that was that year, right? I believe, I so. believe so. Yeah, yeah, I ain't counting that. Uh, Pletcher fourteen to one. RB, well, RB was a medical forfeit. Santo lost to Soriano. Yeah, man, Mitchich is good, man. No doubt. Uh, yeah, you're right. He should be maybe more highly considered. This is yeah. one of the. Well, I don't know. I say this because I thought one twenty five was a little easier, but this is actually a really tough one. I think there's cases to be made for 
uh, no bits here. Um, Cologne, Graf, Stevan. I think probably those three. And everyone else, there's, there's Graf's a stretch. I, for me, it's between Cologne. Man, the four man, he was man. <laughs> you look at his NCAA finals against Tony. Like he, yeah, he sort of beat himself in that. In that, uh, oh, he definitely beat himself. I mean, who roll? Why he he already so it wasn't like he had to get the escape uh, in that overtime period because he already had the rideout. So had had he gotten ridden out, it would the match would have continued. Yes. So the idea that you're gonna put yourself in the danger of rolling there is just a terrible decision to make at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a weird one. So I mean, he's right. He was right there. Um. Okay. Oh man, there's a lot of. I'm. I just turned on the YouTube. YouTube friends, I'm sorry. I've been abandoning you. Been bad friends. Someone said, "Do they see the chat?" Yes, certified hustler. We do see the chat. Um, uh, and someone said Nick Simmons. Nick Simmons is obviously out of the ten year window. He's significantly out of it because I think his last year was 2007, like me, because he had an Olympic red shirt in there somewhere. Yes. Someone said I'm in school right now. I should be listening to sociological imagination. Yet I'm listening to Ben. I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah, that's a made-up class. Made-up class for sure. What's the weirdest class you took, Ben, in college? I don't remember any of my class names. I took some weird um, I would say, you know, and, and actually I, re- I really enjoyed the information that was given to me. But I would say uh, because I had to clear a few prerequisites here and there, I did a couple Russian history classes. Ooh, uh, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting, but I, I liked the information. The best class I took was definitely a World War II class. That was the most fun. It was like the really? full history. I thought it was it was fascinating. We had a, I had a really really good teacher. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. World War II is, yeah. So it's very very interesting. You know, obviously very sad, but I took multiple dating classes. What? <laughs> that, that's not true. That's true. Dating in the digital age and intimate relationships. Stop. I'm all in on dating in the digital age. Let's do that class. Yeah, it was great. What? Yeah, so what you do on Twinder, you, you, you swipe to the right. Did you just call it Twinder? Twinder. <laughs> I never used it. You never That's used Twinder? Twitter and Tinder. Listen, you can't dunk on Joe Biden if you call it Twinder. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying. Life comes at Twinder. you fast, brother. They, they used to call it that. They used to. They used to. You can't call it that anymore. You can't call it Twinder anymore. Um, wow. Okay. My favorite class, though, I took it with a professor who was drafted in both the NFL and NBA. It was like sports psychology. Wow. And he would just tell stories the whole time oh, about back in the day. Right. Just like back not even in interested in teaching you anything. No, and then just read his newspaper while we did whatever we wanted for the rest of it. Okay. I took multiple classes with him, and that was every class. <laughs> All right, so my, nat- my follow-up to JD after learning he took two classes for dating because his game must be that lacking. <laughs> what did you learn? What was, the, what was the number one lesson? You were obviously seeking. You're like, hey, man, just like a wrestler, I'm not good here. I got to go to this class. So you took two dating classes. What did you learn? You got to watch out for catfishes. Okay. So it sounds like, sounds like you got burned a couple times. You thought, no, we watched catfish. Oh, you watched part of it. It's a whole, like, thing. <laughs> okay, you watched catfish. Okay, you, so you learned to avoid. Have you been? I've never been catfished. Okay. Well, congratulations. So class worked. <laughs> the class worked. You hadn't been catfished. <laughs> wow you Man, haven't if, lived unless you've been catfish there's this kid on uh at awa i won't say uh 
I won't say who it is, but all the other kids and they, they do it very loudly. So it's not like I'm trying to get into their business. I just can't avoid their business sometimes. Right. But he had a girlfriend from not within Wisconsin and Uh-oh. all the other kids are like, bro, you're getting catfished. Bro, you're getting catfished. He's like, no, I FaceTime with her. I swear. And then, and then, uh, Apparently she was coming to town to visit him because it was a it was a serious long distance relationship. And I never followed up to see what happened or if it was a dude that actually showed up. Or nah, he got Manti Teod. Oh my gosh! But did Manti get oh. catfished? I don't think he got I thought it was a fake. Per- yeah, because he just he just made up a person. No, that person oh, he was made a up real. a person. No, Lene Kakua. Yeah, Lene Kakua. He thought he was R.I.P. Like actually dating someone. Or engaged. I think he might have even been engaged. Man, I'm really bummed that we weren't doing the show during the Manti Teo era. Actually, Bracky and I were texting about this this week and like how much fun we would have had with that story. That story was even, so What is the story? I don't even out. really remember it. Was it he had a fake? He had a fake girlfriend or something? He had a fake girlfriend who they made a big deal of that she like was sick and cancer. then and died. But she, Lene Kakua did not exist. That was like her name. She was not so a he real. He created it at all. And he was so good. He was a Heisman candidate that year and was playing. He was like, a finalist, man. Yes. Yes. Why did he create it again? I don't even. This like that. I don't remember this. I don't think it wasn't like. Um, it, it wasn't like some <laughs> end game. It wasn't like he was trying to scheme. I think he. I think he got tricked, and then he like played along with it. I don't know. Where there has got to be. If Netflix or Thirty for Thirty is not making a documentary about this, there. So, uh, Michael yes. Andrews in the chat said Teo said his girlfriend went to Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> <laughs> The Bishop Sycamore uh, content has been pretty great on the internet as well. Is Bishop Sycamore coming to the AWA duels? They do. I heard they're bringing a really good squad. Stack squad. Is Joe Cologne and Andrew Long on the team? (laughs) Dude, they got Andrew Uh, Long. That'd be epic, man. uh, um, Kerrigan Conan, too. Oh, man. I mean, there's all the the, convicts. There's the veteran leadership you you need around young people. Make just lock up your stuff. That's all I gotta say to that guy. Um, all right. Next up, why don't we go to some questions now that we figured out that Devin Carter? Um, no, wait. Okay. I made my list. What's yours? One, two, three. Go. Cologne, Michich, Graf. Okay, same three, different order. JD, Devin Carter. Uh, <laughs> No, not Devin Carter. Um, Someone's got to say it. I really want to go Cologne, but I think I'm going to go Michich, one Cologne. Then I go long. Listen, the point of college is to get education, and Devin Carter got his PhD. Therefore, he is a doctor, and he wins this argument. (laughs) He has more education than all these people. You don't know that. Tell me who has more... None of them. I'm now, I'm saying I don't Stevan, know. Stevan Micic, he, he could. Um, had he been in school this whole time, for all we know, he's a he's a practice. He, Stevan Micic may have a medical practice, for all we know. We don't know. He went to Northwestern and Michigan. This is clearly a very intelligent person. He's been there a very long time. He could be a practice. He could have a, his own practice right now. Hey, is, is, are we sure that he's not wrestling in college this year? We're not sure. We don't know. We don't know. Why would we know? Uh, you guys should know this. I, I think you guys provide news updates to people. Some. Maybe maybe there'll be some today. Maybe I don't know. Well. I don't know. Maybe there'll be some today. Who knows? About Stevan, Stevan Mijic? No. You messing with me? No. Give me not... a... Listen, if you need help, give me a wink. If I Someone need help. Ha- you... 
If someone has you in hostage situation right now, I, give me a wink. Do I look like someone who's in a predicament? Not at all. What do you, what do you got? What are you withholding from us? No, nothing. You're withholding something. I could tell. Secret secrets are no fun. Well, I can't even clear an underhook now, thanks to you. You're, you're, no, I mean, you're listen, if I taught you the technique, you don't have the balance to hit it anyways. So what's the- <laughs> how, listen, I know I don't have good balance, but I don't understand how you have such intimate knowledge of my balance issues. <laughs> we just watch I me mean, walk. We're, just talking high, we're talking high level stuff here. Okay. You're just not going to try this. It's, it's going to end very poorly for you. You're going to want to use just a <laughs> basic wizard technique, get some this weight on the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's just too many things happening at one time. Your brain ain't gonna be able to process all the movements and stuff. Oh, now it's a Actually, brain issue. It's oh, a cognitive. Now, it's cognitive weakness. Now. Listen, don't don't get me going off on this, but uh, I listen to Lex Fridman and uh, Danaher, dude. If you are a combat sports fan, you should listen to that podcast. It was so good. But at the end, you know what they were talking about at the end, and I can't believe they didn't bring this up. I'm very disappointed. And actually, when I'm on the show, I'm gonna bring it up. They said. It took X amount of years for an AI system to beat a human in chess. Okay. Yeah. And so the question, because Friedman does, um, he does AI. He said to Danner, he said, how long would it take? So say we take the strength out of it, right? Because you can make robots uber strong. How long would it take to technically program an AI to beat a human in jujitsu? So I take that to be similar to wrestling, right? They're, they're, they're cousins. And the, the point they didn't bring up, which I, I thought was uh, really... Hmm, I don't know how they missed it. Really bad. A chessboard, right? You can move from here to here, right? Or here to here, wherever you can. And and it, it's a move. It's a move, and the move is done. And there's no other ways to do the move. But with wrestling or jujitsu, there's so many other factors involved in the move. Like if I'm shooting a single leg, am I here? Am I a little lower? Am I a little lower? Am I shooting it at a more curving angle? Am I going straighter? As am I am I shooting with full power, or am I taking a little power off of it? You know, like there's just so much balance and force and vectors in there that like, how would you teach this robot to you to feel? I mean, really in a real match, you have to feel all of those forces coming at you in real time and make power adjustments about where you're putting them. So while there may be one move, a single leg, there is almost almost an infinite amount of ways to hit that single leg with power and direction. Um, and then obviously then you add in finishes and we can keep going down that loop. Uh, and it just adds so many problems. Yeah, so I well, I'm a nerd. Sorry. One of the biggest differences. No, this is great. I think one of the biggest differences between you and those two is like you are a high level practitioner. John is a teacher, and Lex, Lex, I, and and I know John probably has deep intimate knowledge of of all that stuff. But I I think you you probably think about it at a, at a different sort of level. Well, I don't. If you want to listen to John talk he's so so he's brilliant he's really really intelligent yeah. um i obviously got to interview him when i was at the the who's number one when they did the wrestling by the the who's number one rest uh who's number one jiu-jitsu by the who's number one wrestling yeah um yeah but they just didn't bring up the balance factor and, and actually when you watch so he works with i think it's called boston robotics and when you watch those robots even just do like basic walking and jumping they're kind of like dumpy rigid. looking like yeah they're rigid they don't move that well Kind of like sometimes you, you have a brand new wrestler come in and you watch him move and you're like, wow, like this guy's never, you know, he, he struggles with say a cartwheel or forward roll. Like they just don't understand the way their body moves yet. And then if we're talking high level wrestling, um, all of these things there, they happen so subconsciously, you know, and this is like, we're yes. talking about this wizard situation. 
you know, there's like four different things happening at one time. You're moving this way and you're moving this way and you're moving this way. And there's you know, different parts of your body moving different directions. And obviously uh-huh. there's, there's other input coming in, right? The input is what is the other wrestler doing? Where is their pressure going? And I have to, in real time, adjust my motion based on what his motion is to make my move work, you know? And so like, how do you input that into an AI system? Uh, I think that would be, I, I don't know the answer because I don't work with AI systems, but I, I find it to be a fascinating topic. And they didn't bring up that that balanced real-time component of the pressures that are coming in from your opponent. Yeah, I I think chess versus combat sports is so different. Um, so different. Then again, but like in a fight, you can't really hurt a robot. Right? Well, so yeah. You should be able to so punch. I, <laughs> I'll mess a robot yeah. up. Well, I think you would have to. I think I think what they were talking about is the actual sport of it. So, if you were to get the robot in a rear naked choke, the robot would uh, say lose the match because although you can't choke a robot because it doesn't need oxygen, you would have the hold that would secure the win. Yeah, pretend it's like a dummy, like a human-looking robot. Yes, got it. Um, okay, let's get to some questions. That is interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'll probably check. What it was out. their answer? Uh, they just, so, I mean, what John Danaher talked about was, so he actually, the angle he went with it was, uh, what if you could increase, um, so he, he talked about the amount of moves that the computers can move through in chess and how now in chess, um, humans can't even come close to computers because the computers can generate so many answers per second or whatever. Um, so he said, what if I could put that into Gordon Ryan's brain? Right. And allow Gordon Ryan to simulate more moves essentially mm-hmm. with his, the body he already has like that. He said that would be the most effective. Um, so they talked about that. And then they just talked about how effective uh, computers were at learning chess because of the way they could run through all, all of the moves. Um, but, yeah, they didn't really talk about the, like the balance and power component of, you know, learning combat sports, because that's the, that's the like. I talk a lot to my higher level athletes about this. It's like at a high level, um, man, a single leg works at a low level, a single leg works, right? So what's the difference between a high level single leg and a low level single leg? Well, it's, it's your opponents can be giving you significantly different pressures and you're going to have to react in real time. You're not going to have time to think about, Oh, when they sprawl this way, this is what I do. It's already too late. We're already done. We need to have our brain programmed. So when we hit the single, we feel the pressure. Boom, we're gone. Right. Or, when we snap them down, we feel, are they coming too far so I can run behind them? Or do I need to bounce them again, right? So when we're in real-time wrestling, we have to make these decisions uh, subconsciously. We're not going to have time to consciously think about what's going on. We have to feel them. So in practice, mm-hmm. we need to think about the way our body's moving and how we react to certain things coming at us. And then that way in matches, boom, we're just subconscious reaction over and over and over again. Got it. Made, it, made me think, stuff. Ben. Yeah, I know. It's great. Um, big brain, right. Ben. Big brain, Ben. All right, let's get to <laughs> some questions. Kurt Arnoldison, did Ben read the sports gene? Thoughts on it? Does this study change his thought on video games? And I'll read the quote um, here from the book. Let me read this. It'll be good yeah. context. Some rare athletes do have superior reaction speeds. In a 1969 test, Muhammad Ali reacted to a light in 150 milliseconds near the theoretical limit of human visual reaction time. There's some evidence that playing video game may improve contrast sensitivity somewhat, but they have to be action games. A relevant study found that Call of Duty 2 helped, but Sims 2 did not. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> what, this is, 
There's, it's funny because it's saying in the same time that you know certain people are above others um, talent-wise, but probably at the time they're testing this, Muhammad Ali is somewhere in his 20s, I guess, so he's had a lot of life lived already. Um, and he's, he's playing a lot of pra- Call of Duty. Well, I mean, obviously there's some video games in his time, but he, he probably he started boxing at, I don't know, 12 or 13, so he has been boxing for a long period of time. So he's had, he's had time to work on his own abilities. And then they're also saying in the second paragraph that – do, there are certain things you can do to improve your abilities. And so I I know this study. I can't cite exactly or give you the bibliography of it, but there's a study about high-level table tennis players um, at which they, they thought the same thing here, that they have more, more superior reaction times. And so essentially what they do is they put them in um, software that tracks uh, and just right, right, our left eye lights up, and then they just have to touch the buttons. Based, you know, and they figure these guys have much superior reaction times. And what they found was there was no discernible difference, um, you know, from a, a mathematical perspective. From what? And from like a normal person or from a high level from no, athlete? From from normal people. Yes, I mean there there's obviously it's you know it's it's a bell shaped curve, but when you just plotted the the high level table tennis players versus other people, it was no no real difference. Um, and then, so you know, when what they what they found to be the factor and why they were so good at what they did was ability to predict. So then they put eye tracking software on athletes, um, and so so in table tennis, for example, uh, the really high level athletes are watching, I guess, the elbow and wrist movements because that 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 is predictive of where the ball is going to go as you hit it. I'm not great at table tennis, so I can't tell you this. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of about wrestling is like subconscious predictive feeling where they're going to go ahead of time. And the knowledge base you have helps with that. Whereas low-level table tennis players are watching the ball, and the ball only tells you where the ball is right now, but it doesn't tell you anything about where the ball is going to go. So a high-level table tennis player has it whittled down to like, okay, they're going to go, you know, the ball is going to be over here somewhere, whereas a bad player, you know, it could end up anywhere. I don't, I have no idea where the ball is going. Yeah. Uh, I'm the self-proclaimed king of the castle of ping pong flow, and I lost to Spay last week. I don't know if you know this, JD. Ooh, I did not. Know <laughs> uh, Spay's gotten a lot better. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm. It's just it's kind of made me question everything. I know Kozak's emerging. There's a there's a guy named Jason who is uh, a certain certainly a emerging. Rival. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough rough two weeks. I feel like the previous months I was I was uh, I've at, beaten Spay at an all time high. Yes, yes, most have beaten Spay. Bracky and Spay had a rivalry that was all time because they are two very well. Bracky's a very bad loser, uh, but they're they, Spay. Spay gets really frustrated. They just they, it manifests in very different ways. Uh, I will say, <laughs> and it's a little more entertaining. But I, maybe it was just Bracky that really brought it out of Spay because I don't see that with uh, with JD. Uh, JD well, you, need, you, need to, you need to find uh, Bracky tactics to get him off his game. No, I, I'm listen. No, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> That's it. He's he's cut off. Um, Bracky actually texted me. He's listening, apparently. He said, it's debatable on whether or not Manti Teo was in on it or just got catfished. So we don't know. We would have to ask I mean, Manti. If you get catfished, that would be hard to admit that you got catfished. It'd be tough. It'd be, It'd tough. be tough. It'd be tough. Yeah. It never happened to JD. He doesn't know anything about it. That's right. So if you're a dumb college kid, you would You only had like, to take two well, classes. If I just keep lying, they're never going to find out that I got catfished. I might as well just keep lying. Yeah, I guess so. Um, That's what he did. Then he got caught. All right. Well, why don't we get the heck out of here? 
It's 942. Probably all that listen. They order so many dang corn tortilla tacos. Whoa, I will Terrible. not stand for corn Terrible. tortilla slander on this podcast. Jason, my my ping pong nemesis, was like, come on, what's the big deal? It's corn. He ate one. He's like, that is literal garbage. I got to go. I got to go fight Jason Corn tortillas now. are better. If you don't like corn tortillas, you're too much of a white boy. You go have back a child's palate. White boy. <laughs> We're getting racial. White boy, with... go back to Virginia. <laughs> I might. I might go back. You, you can't stop tacos. me. I might go back to Virginia. I know where I'm going flour, before then. Flour, tortilla, son of a gun. I'm going to Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm not going to be doing whatever it is. Ben, Ben's doing a camp. Oh, wow. I'm getting a lot. Uh, let me coach wrestling moves. Like, I didn't have opportunities. Like, I couldn't be coaching, teaching people some splatles or single eggs. No, I'm going to do defense away. I'm trials. I'm going to teach underhook defense to the World Team Trials competitors. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was fun, at least for me. If no one else, it was fun for me. <laughs> I, had, I had an enjoyable time. Okay, ben, ben, put Ben down for an enjoyable time. JD didn't get catfished the entire show. It's a win across the board, people. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. All right, peace.